1: Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Um, today is July 23rd, 2021. If you have any questions, guys, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question.
2: Shashi?
3: Uh, hi,
1: Yes, Shashi, go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, yes, go uh, ahead, Shashi. Uh, G- uh, I'm a future employee, one of the employer, and I work working for a good time. So... Huh? I have to apply for 485 soon if the dates become current. So can I do it from the uh, future employer? Uh, yeah.
1: If the prior date becomes current, can you apply for 485 with the future employer? The answer is yes. And what are the requirement documents which are required from the current employer? Do I have to submit anything? Nothing. Uh, there is a the, there is document called 485J supplement. You definitely need the com- uh, company to cooperate. You cannot do it by yourself. I mean, either both companies, the future employer and the current employer. No, only the future employer. You don't need any permission from your current employer. Uh, okay, thank you so much. Yeah. Next person, please.
2: Shri? Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Shri. Uh, I have a yes, couple of
4: questions. Uh, I've uh, downgraded my EB2 to EB3 October last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Texas Service Center waiting for my 140 approval. Rest all are done. I mean, mm-hmm. I got the EAD and, uh, from, uh, AP and everything, just the 140 is pending. Okay. So okay. it was o- October 19th, I filed. It shows the normal date shows November 20th or something on USCIS Texas service center 140.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So I raised a service request and I, in parallel, I asked my employer to do premium also, but, mm-hmm. uh, he's, uh, fearing that, uh, you know, people are getting rfps Uh, if one employer gets it everybody gets it i've been with them for 10 years plus uh they said uh, they're revoking uh, some of the left employees so then we'll be in very good shape so we'll wait so my only question is now i have a full-time offer if uh, my full-time offer guys are ready to wait till the 140 is approved so can i Take a full-time offer once the 140 is approved without waiting for six more months after the 140 approval.
1: You don't have to wait for six months after the 140 is approved. If your 485 is pending for more than six months, based on the information you have provided, your 485 has been pending for more than six months. So, So the day the i 140 is approved, next day you can leave.
4: Yeah. But right now, I'm doing two projects with the same employer who filed my 485 and all of this. So, this can i do the two jobs once one with ead one with h1b at the same time
1: no so once you use the ead once you use the ead the h1 is not valid anymore
4: with a different employer right. Th- that's that's done once i use the h okay so i cannot do it so once i go to uh, the new employer what is the 485 query risk i mean like uh, so i leave the employer and go to a new employer with the 485J supplement. So if something happens with 485 Query, it will be mostly mine or any employer questions are. Uh, I might it will need. be It will
1: be yours. There is a possibility that they may ask to have your current company support your 485 application. It's called 485J. So you yeah. can take it to that employer. You don't have to go back to the old
4: employer. Okay. Last question. My let's, wife. Okay. Let's go give the chance. To have Thank you.
0: Sriram?
5: Good afternoon, Rahul. This is Sriram Chandra here. Uh, I had a conversation with you last month and I was on a conference call last week. I spoke to you. Uh, basically, I'm trying to move from H1 to uh, EAD, AP, adjustment of status because I received my card. Mm-hmm. You had told me that uh, to move uh, to AOS status, I need to withdraw my H1. Uh is that the I mean, do I need to withdraw the H1 or can I directly move into uh, EADAP asking my employer to file for an I-9 form and do not withdraw the H1
1: I'm just trying to see the impact of doing what's the reason why you're doing all this is because of the site visit is right correct yeah if the H1B is active you will have a site visit period you so can have a site withdraw-
3: visit so I need to withdraw it right
1: if you don't want a site visit, you have to withdraw that. Okay. Next person, please.
2: Shilpa? Yeah. So, uh, my brother, you know, he got his uh, H1 uh, uh, pig. So, he got a uh, RFE regarding the disposition of charges. It says law informants records show that the beneficiary was arrested and charged with the following crimes. And for all arrests, submit copies of court documents showing the disposition, provide the relevant experts of laws from each jurisdiction where the arrest took place, showing the maximum possible penalty for each arrest or charge. So my question is, should i should he only send his disposition copy as requested or include the fine receipts as well like the forty four eight program or uh, abuse evaluation and so on or uh, for what the, is like, what
1: is the crime that he committed
2: uh like drunk drunken drive
1: okay no he needs to provide everything now and All for
2: the, things. the re- yeah, and for the relevant experts of law for the jurisdiction where arrest took place, should he consult a criminal attorney from the state? Or uh, no, you, you, can, you, can,
1: you can just uh, go online, find a maximum punishable time. There is a statute that says, typically it will be like a misdemeanor, um, you know, class C, class A, most probably is class A, or felony class C. So you just print out the, what is the maximum for it.
2: Okay, so he don't it's need it.
1: A... Yeah, that's not, that doesn't require... Uh, a, a research, a lawyer. Google is good enough for you.
2: Okay. And should we send any summarized reports to USCIS? Like is dispos- or disposition is enough? Or he, d- he needs any additional documentation? Like a summary whatever
1: of... Whatever. F- no, summary is right, not required. But whatever fee receipts and everything you have, send it. Use it, okay?
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's all.
1: Next person, please. Chandu. Hey Rahul, can you hear me? Yes, good, Chandra.
6: Yeah, uh, till yesterday, yes. here's the uh, scenario of my wife's status. Till yesterday, she was on H4 and then her company employer applied the H1B and inquired it approved today after getting the RFE. Now the H4, uh, she has a valid, uh, H4 stamp until next year, May 2022. And right now she's working on EAD. Uh, you said, uh, some uh, last few weeks back, regarding the just step of the country, like going into the Mexico and get Margarita for the H4 H1 easy uh, change mm-hmm. of
1: status. Can you just explain mm-hmm. how does? It so work what like? status? And, what status your wife is right now?
6: Uh, starting from today, it will be on H1 because she got the H1 approval this morning.
1: Is it the H1 approval? Is starting date is October first or today's date?
6: No, no, she. Today's date only. I mean, she is not into the lottery. Okay.
1: So you want her to go back to H4, is it right? You don't mm-hmm. want H1B. Yes. Yeah. Does she have a H1, H4 approval or stamping in her passport? Yeah. Or a 797 no. approval.
6: No, that's a stamp passport.
1: When it is it is expiring?
6: Valid. It is valid until next May, 2022. On the same date,
1: she has the same h 4 year approval as well. Well, the Mexico is—it's she doesn't come under automatic revalidation. The technical word is a not a correct word though. But let me tell you one thing though, okay? okay. Um, she can just go to any country and come back unhitchful. Okay. The automatic revalidation is if she doesn't have the passport visa, she only have the seven nine seven. But yeah, if she wants to go to Mexico, she can still go to Mexico. Nothing wrong with it. Um, she okay. can go to any country.
6: Okay, then sh- can she basically flip, flip flop that change of status like H four to H one immediately without having any stamping required? The
1: that H four to H one requires her to go to Mexico, because she doesn't have stamping of H one visa, right? She only yes. yeah. For yeah. that, she has to go to Mexico. For uh, switching to H four, any country is fine.
6: Okay, then she needs to let her employer know about that she is back to H four and working on EAD. Yeah, or? it's always
1: good. Yeah, it's always good to, to let
2: them know. Okay. Okay. Okay.
7: Next question, right. please. Thank you. You sure? Hi Rahul. Um, I'm on H one B, working for a top Indian IT company. So, I traveled to India this May. Um, I have a valid stamping on my passport till 19th of August next month. And mm-hmm. I have an approved extension petition, which is till September 2023. Now, due to the uh, travel ban that is in place, I was not able to travel this month. Um, and I'm stuck here and I'm going to lose my, um, visa validity next uh, August 19th. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, cal- and to get, uh, even though I have an approved petition to get stamping, it's like very indefinite and very, um, my unsure, question
1: so. is, you mm-hmm. can just go to Sri Lanka for 14 days and come here, is right?
7: Okay. So yeah, that's there lies my question. So even if I plan immediately in the next four or five days, I'll be left with just four or five days before my uh, stamping expires. That's fine. Exercise. That's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Okay. My company officially suggests me not to travel and they suggest I should have 60 days. I, I'm not sure why that guideline. No,
1: is. there is nothing like that. You can, I mean, it's always good to do it, but if mm-hmm. not, That's fine. You can you can come back within that period of time. You're good. But when you come back into the country, make sure Mm -hmm. you tell them that you have the H one B approval until two thousand twenty three and make sure you get the I ninety four until two
7: thousand twenty three. So it's is it's is it obvious that they would grant or I heard that it might be No, Mm -hmm. they will grant it. They will grant it. Okay. So in that you have to show them Yeah. Okay. If by any chance Mm -hmm.
1: you don't get it though, then you have to file H one B extension as soon as you come in.
7: Oh, so my existing petition uh, will be no more valid. No, okay. you can do one thing.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. can go to Mexico and come back once you come here. If by any okay. chance, At- if it doesn't doesn't get corrected.
7: Okay, actually, I'm trying to go to Mexico only for the fourteen days.
1: It's different when you go to Mexico and come here, mm-hmm. and it's different when you go for the automatic revalidation to Mexico. There are two oh. different laws. Okay. When you're coming okay. from Mexico, the automatic revalidation doesn't work for you. Okay. Automatic revalidation is only when you go from here to Mexico and come back. That's the reason what I'm telling you is that go to Mexico, come here. Once you come here, you don't get the proper I-94. There are ways to mm-hmm. go to Mexico. You can fly in and fly out. At this time, you don't have to go stay that 14 days. You can fly in and fly out.
7: Okay, I can fly out and come back even after my visa expires?
1: No. Before the visa expires, you can fly.
7: Okay, so when I have to re-enter again, it should I should have a valid visa. No,
1: <laughs> okay, it's, not, it's called it's automatic not. revalidation. Okay, it's okay. better that you have a consultation with the lawyer. Okay, okay, have a consultation with any of our uh, colleagues in our office. Though it's you need to go your i ninety four expires on August nineteenth, so Correct. you leave you have to leave before August nineteenth. Can you come back after 19? Yes. Since you have a 797 with the I-90, the H1 extension approval came with the I-94, is it right? Or consular process?
7: Sorry, I I missed that.
1: The H1 approval came with the I-94 or without the I-94? With I-94. Yeah. Then there's something called automatic revalidation. You can do that. So first come into the country. If that doesn't work out, you contact us. Okay.
7: Okay. Sure. Thank you.
1: Once you come in, if i 94 is not given until 2023, you contact us. There's a sure. 95% probability you'll get until uh, 2023. Next person, please. Thank you. Akshay? Uh, hello,
5: Rahul. I have a question regarding uh, concurrent employment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wanted to
1: understand, is there any uh,
5: possible issues during a visa stamping or green card processing? <laughs>
1: uh there's no problem with the visa stamping absolutely no prob- uh, problem with the green card processing but the visa stamping and entry every time you go you'll have to you'll have to refile the concurrent filing
6: every
5: time when i go for a visa stamping then I have to refile the concurrent. every
1: time you go outside the country and come back you'll have to file it. because there's no way the uscr uh, the cbp has a method of having two i94s at the same time
5: okay Got it. And also, her question: So, will there be any problem in the future? Let's say, if I change the job and the new employer wants to run the background check, so I have to include both the employer information in that. So, would that cause any problem?
1: I mean, any sort of problem? I don't see anything wrong in it. Uh, as far as I'm just an immigration guy, okay, and you're not doing anything illegal. That's all I can tell you. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing, uh, and okay. then we like. People working harder and paying more taxes.
5: Right. And, uh, I think same goes with the IRS. No issues from the IRS and even. Ah, yes, they love us. Was... They
1: love, they love.
5: <laughs> okay. All right. And, Next uh, course. concurrent, concurrent H1B can be, I mean, the employment can be stopped at any time, but there is no
1: specific, uh, yeah, yeah. The second concurrent H1B, you can stop at any time. Okay. All right. I uh, thank, thank you.
5: That's all I have.
2: Venkata Krishna.
3: Hi Robin. Uh we spoke last time, so I, um, I'm in Canada on work permit and I got my H4 uh, visa, so I'm coming back to United States to apply for H4 EAD and come back to Canada and mm-hmm. over the next four to six months uh, when H4 EAD is in process, I want to like uh, spend 15 days uh, in United States and 15 days in Canada, something like that. I read online like uh, H4 is... Uh, dependent visa and if you are a h4 and, on us soil you should not work for any country anywhere something like that online that's so right is that, so what there are the it. risks what are the risks of me traveling to should i not Plus,
1: travel you, i that's up to you whether you travel or not technically speaking about you cannot work in united states period unless you have any EAD.
3: okay so what can i do like you, like here should i apply for a leave and come there
1: and, uh, that's up to you. How do you do it? But I, I cannot say legally you can work in United States. Period. Okay. Whether you're going to leave, whether you're going to uh, obtain a leave, or you're going to uh, resign the job is
3: up to you. Yeah, resigning is not an option. So what are the That's up to you.
1: Leave. Leave is fine. Leave is fine. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Crooks. Hi,
5: Rahul. Uh, My question is uh, for visitor visa extension. Uh, I applied for my mom's uh, B2 extension. Uh, It was finished in June. So we applied in April uh, to get it up to end of August for medical reasons. Now, uh, biometric or nothing has happened yet. So would it be okay that she leaves? And uh, if biometric appointment comes up, uh, then I read online that if you don't do biometric, it gets denied. So, so is you can there any
1: you problem? can you can withdraw it at that point of time. Um, okay. Request them saying that hey, yeah, I'm withdrawing it because I can't do biometrics. And
5: then there won't be any future consequences on the no. visits.
1: No. Okay. Alright. Thank as you. As long as you keep all the documentation together, you're fine. Okay. Alright. Thank you. Next person, please.
8: Hari Krishna. Hey, hey Rahul. Uh, recently, I received my green card. Like uh, it's through multinational manager like E B one C. Uh, like, what should be the good time, like, to move out from the current employer? Do I need to stay for specific time with my current employer? July
1: 23rd, 3.51 p.m. Central time. You can leave. Hello? July 23rd, 2021. 3.51 Central time. You can leave. <laughs> okay okay I'm, I'm sorry okay
8: yeah because yeah, yeah. i don't want to get any concerns during my naturalization process
1: that's why. no I'm... concerns no concerns now you can do flip <laughs> a burger in mcdonald's you can be a microsoft CEO you can be a lawyer like me if you have license of course um or you can just sit at home you can do anything any of the four things you want okay next okay. person please yeah thanks
9: sir mr uh hi mr rahul uh i have uh uh, I'm a Canadian citizen, but born in India. And my I-140 was approved with a priority date of November 24, 2017. And my category of I-140 was Alien of Extraordinary Ability, Section 203B1A. And then uh, my I-485 was filed, and its receipt date is February uh, 4, 2021. I-485 has been filed. Yeah, oh, I has been did you say did you say you got the
1: uh, did you get extraordinary ability or what is it EB1 yeah A? yeah uh, yeah okay uh, it Sorry. says okay.
9: section 2, 203 bracketed B bracketed 1
1: bracketed A is it like forget about all the things I can't remember the numbers okay okay is it e, yeah. is it extraordinary ability or outstanding researcher or EB1C it says extraordinary ability sounds good okay so you got the I-140 approval you filed the
9: 485 okay Yes, my 485 was filed with a receipt date of February 4, 2021. Mm -hmm. Then uh, July 1st, uh, I was uh, let go of my job, and I understand that I need to have uh, six months with the with the employer to be able to port my Uh,
1: 485. When it comes to the extraordinary ability and the national interest waiver, though. The mm-hmm. rule is a little bit different than the common people what they hear.
9: Mm-hmm.
1: There's an exception for these two professions. Okay.
9: okay. So what else the, um, the
1: exception, it, it is not contingent on a particular job, extraordinary ability. So because it's not contingent on a particular job, that six months rule is not applicable. However, though, I would recommend that you consult a lawyer
9: yeah so what i did i i requested my employer to extend my uh, termination date by one more month so they are putting me on unpaid leave till august 6th so will that count towards uh, my employment uh, duration as i said leave? to
1: you you don't you don't come under the 6 months rule at all
9: oh okay okay and uh, okay. I, I had my sorry go ahead please
1: you go ahead okay
9: I had my biometrics done on May 8, 19. Mm-hmm. and while I'm waiting uh, for my, for a decision on my I-485, can I have mm-hmm. self-employment? Can I open a consultancy and uh, work there?
1: I would recommend you consult a lawyer immediately. Okay.
9: Um, I, okay. I what,
1: the reason is that, the reason is that even though you're not working though, if you are, did you say your EAD is approved or not? No, I have not received EAD. EAD.
9: Yeah.
1: Uh, how can you work if you don't have an EAD? You can't open I a company. It. You can't go. Okay. I have
9: yeah. an H-1B. Okay.
1: Yeah, you have to transfer the H-1B to that company to work. Um, yeah. yeah, you can transfer the H-1B to work. Um, but it may be better that you consult a lawyer. Because even though you don't come under the 6 months law, you must be <laughs> working in the similar profession. And that too, especially for extraordinary ability, that need to be tallied very good before you go and work.
9: Okay. Okay. So, do I need to have a job offer uh, this time? Uh, because it is, uh, I read somewhere. E- no, one. it's yeah, EB-1A does not require a job offer. That's
1: the reason. I want you to consult a lawyer. That okay. will be much better for you.
9: Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Thank thank you. But the, the 182 rule is not applicable for you.
1: Next person.
8: Please. Okay. Uh, thank
1: you.
2: Anni?
8: Uh, hello, Rahul and the team. Thank you very much, by the way, for answering the questions. Uh, very uh, sure. good. Uh, my question is, uh, I heard it from my old employer is uh, twenty thirteenth August. So it's not current yet, but almost there. Uh, I recently moved to Facebook and my new firm has just started and it's kind of stuck. Uh, so what I'm thinking is because of the... What movement. do you mean by stuck? So uh, DOJ has a lawsuit against like Facebook right now and they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, stop yeah. Uh, adjudicating all the perms, so basically, like all perms are stuck. So uh, my question is kind of twofold. One is, uh, should I? Uh, I have a couple of offers that I'm thinking right now. Um, should I go back to my previous employer, given that this is kind of like once in a lifetime opportunity, and file in September uh, the the 485 by downgrading to EB3, uh, or uh, should I go to a different employer, but not my old employer, wait for one year? Uh, with the with the batch recruitment or the even if
1: it's less hundred thousand or less salary,
8: I'm going to join your old employer. Your old employer. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, that's the question. Second question is uh, I also have a manager offer uh, or like a director offer in a different company. Um, you don't
1: want to, you don't want to be continuing to come to these kind of conferences calls for the next five six years. Okay. You want to get rid of me in your life. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself. So, the best thing to get rid of me is to go join the old company, not join as a manager i don't care go
8: join the old company If, if I join the old company, when can i um, so free six months in six months, and then I can yes. go to any other employer
1: yeah, then you're free to do whatever you want to it's so easier. The filing fees is free. Uh, no filing fees at all and your EADs and APs keep continuing getting and the filing fees for them is free. And you know, sometimes lawyers like us will charge 150 bucks for each application. That's, That's nice. just, you know, we have to charge some money because yeah. we're doing some work, but not like, people. not, not like the AOS, not like the I 140 perm labor certification. <laughs> if all the boxes are fixed up, the EAD in advance will only be approved.
8: So your recommendation is just move to the old employer with a pay cut and then apply for 485, downgrade, downgrade and apply, wait for six months and then there's no contingent and no, no problems anymore. One small
1: thing. I want to get the I-140 approval before you do anything.
8: Uh, what does that mean? Sorry. Even
1: uh, the uh, I-140, the downgrade I-140, you should get that one
8: approved. Before joining the company or after joining the company?
1: After whatever
8: time when you file a 482 application. Ah, you got it right. Before
1: moving, I want you to get that
8: Yeah, so we can do premium, but you suggest that we apply with regular and then upgrade to premium, right? You you got it right. You got it right. Thank you very much. Next next person, please.
2: Rahul
1: Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, you have a good first name, buddy. (laughs)
10: <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, I have a quick question. My sister is an Indian, Indian citizen and uh, she she has a valid US B1 B2 visa on her previous passport with a different last name. And, and this visa was issued in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where she was married before. But then she got divorced and moved back to India and got her name changed. Um, the, I mean, though her visa on her old passport is, is not canceled and is still valid, I just want to understand if, if she can travel to U.S. once the flights reopen, carrying both the passports, or she needs to get a new visa stamped on the new passport.
1: Absolutely not required. She can keep the diverse degree with her, just in case if anybody asks. A billion women in the whole world change their names, Last names. It may happen when the marriage may, maybe happen when the divorce happen. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. You just keep the divorce degree with her just in case, hey, how come your name is uh, whatever it is and you this one sis and she can say. The good, good, the good point is that nowadays their biometrics is there. <laughs> they can recognize your sister, who she is every time she enters into the United States. So it's not a problem at all. Absolutely not a problem. Okay,
10: just a quick question to it as well. So we actually filed for another DS-160 before these, this, uh, the, the consulate got closed. That time the fi, uh, there was some issue with the application and they asked her to file it again, uh, and in between the consulate closed, uh, completely. So there won't be any kind of like, they, she's already applied and that's why she What did
1: she, what, what did she apply?
10: Again, the same B1, B2. We, we thought we'd go through the process and we'd get it ah, again. Ah,
1: that's, that, that's okay. She, she didn't got denied, is it right? No, she doesn't get, didn't get denied. No, that's fine. No problem with it. Okay. Thank you, sir.
2: Sanjeev? I'll
1: take the next t- t- three callers, guys. Yeah. Sanjeev, go ahead.
11: Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, regarding interfiling my medicals, I approached mm-hmm. my attorney and uh,
9: my that's, attorney- uh, I don't want
1: to, I don't want to argue on that. It's up to your lawyer and you what you want to take.
11: No, 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 I wanted to quickly check with you one thing. She's saying that USCIS mailroom is instructed to discard any unsolicited medical exams.
1: Next, please. Next person, please. That's not right.
11: No? Okay. I have a second question. Sorry. So if I travel internationally and I file for my I-131, will that be a problem to my 485 processing? Is it okay?
1: No. Why would it be a problem if you travel an I-131 approval? Why do you think this will be a problem?
11: So if I come back and
1: file, it's okay, right? Refile again? You mean to say you tra- the your I-131 is pending. You're going right. to travel. You come right. back, and then you're going to file an I-131. Right. How are you going to come back? You have
11: visa to come back? I have H-1B visa and I am Canada citizen.
1: Canada citizen doesn't work here. Uh, do the, you have the H? Yeah. You can come back in H-1B. It's not a problem.
11: And the NIE, I'm going to apply for. You said you already have the passport stamping. No, Canada citizens don't have passport stamping.
1: What often do we
11: get the stamping?
1: Okay, so you are going there and then why do you, you don't, you don't okay, so you are going to Canada or you're going to India? India. And then you're going to apply for NIE.
11: Right. What if they don't grant it? Then I have to find a third country. Either if Canada opens, I have to go there and come, or Mexico, or I don't know. <laughs> I have to wait.
1: I don't. Uh, I, I'm a little bit confused about this Canadian people, though. I know that you can come from Canada, but I'm not sure you can come from India. Can you? Did you ever come without stamping from India? H&M? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine then. So yeah, yeah, then good. you'll have. Okay, that's fine then. Then uh, I was not sure about that. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, you can, you know, go stay for 14 days and come. That's fine.
11: Yeah. If they grant, I can directly fly to US.
1: Yeah. That's right.
11: Okay. And 131,
1: not a problem. 131, not a problem. You can always refile it.
2: Next question, please. Bharat.
12: Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Bharat. Uh, I have applied for my, uh, 485 in October 20, 20- and uh, my 140 downgrade was filed concurrently and uh, it's been more than nine months now. I-140 has been approved on July 1st and uh, I have a job offer, full-time job offer now but my EAD and AP are not approved uh, and the new job offer, they are ready to transfer my H-1B. Go for it. Uh, Can
1: uh, can I...
12: I have a job offer on my H1B transferred and as well as carry this 485.
1: You can. Absolutely you can.
12: As I don't have PAD, should I also do a 485J immediately or when I get a RFE, that's when I should do it.
1: I would recommend doing 485J, but some of the companies are telling only until <laughs> when the RFE comes in, we are going to use it. Otherwise they're not going to use it. That's what they're telling. But I would do it. I would do it without, uh, I would do it without an RFE. That's what, but if your company keeps on insisting, we're going to only do it after the RFE comes in. I'm fine with it.
12: Thank you. Uh, I wanted to know whether H1 is possible or not. Sure,
1: sure. The last caller for today, guys. Adi.
5: Hey, hey. thanks Rahul for taking the call. I think this question is already answered, but I want to just quickly confirm. Can I quit my, uh, can I quit the current employer and move to the uh, new employer the day I receive the green card?
9: Yep. Absolutely.
5: Okay. Uh, like someone was saying, like there seems to be some six months and one month, two month thing going on. No, so I nothing, just not,
1: Nothing, nothing like that.
5: Okay. As long as it's the same job,
1: similar profession. Yeah. yeah. So, I would recommend just, it's not required though. I would recommend stay one day.
6: Sure. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. Okay. Definitely. okay Thank then. you.
1: Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be Monday at the same time as 3.30